Hello and welcome to this ISACA podcast episode. I'm Robin Lyons, ISACA's IT Audit Professional Practices Principal. Um, today, I'm really excited that we have Thomas Bell from the Business Administration Department at Texas Wesleyan University. He's here today to discuss his recently released article entitled, Internal Audits That Create Stakeholder Value, Adopting an Agile Mindset. So welcome, Thomas. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you very much. Um, so this is a very intriguing article, and I recommend that anyone who has not yet read it uh, take a look at this article and read it. Um, but before we jump into discussing the article, uh, Thomas, could you please uh, take a moment to introduce yourself and to share a little bit about yourself to our audience, just your background and what it is that you do? Sure. Well, I'm a professor at Texas Western University, where I've been for some 28 years now. I joined Western after working in industry for 12 years as an IT engineering manager. It was somewhat of an odd relationship in terms of the way that, that I ended up teaching. I started teaching pretty much as an adjunct, as a hobby, and that then in turn led to a full-time tenure track position. And I've been enjoying myself ever since at Westland. I teach in the information systems department. I also engage in audits as well as teaching professional training certification courses over the years. I've been doing that now for about 15 and a half years, the teaching of professional certification courses, one of which is the Agile Scrum, as well as I've performed several IT bank audits. And so after working in both fields, I had an interest in how I could merge the two. And that was the impetus for the article that I've written. Okay, fantastic. So it's, it's nice that you addressed uh, what inspired you to write this article. So I can certainly see that those two different um, work experiences that you had would, would inspire you to, to draft this particular article. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so just to dive into a little bit about the article, I think that regardless of area of expertise, whether we are in security or risk or compliance or audit, um, we have seen digital transformation or disruption. Uh, we've seen data privacy and data protection issues, just because those appear to be on the forefront of the landscape that we're in right now. But I think those of us who have been in, in practice for a day or two, we know that the landscape changes depending on what's going on and, and what needs uh, what needs are there that, need, that should be addressed that are critical at that point in time. But can you share with us, Thomas, um, any ever present challenges that you think that audit audit and the audit as a auditors as a as people and audit as a profession that we face ever um, present challenges sure well typically the auditing process follows follows a traditional waterfall approach in that there is a structured set of phases that one will typically follow starting with the planning phase where you identify what it is you're wanting to audit and after you've identified the planning phase You've then, after you've satisfied the requirements for the planning phase, that then leads to the actual field work. But the field work is predicated on identifying what all you're wanting to cover during the pre-planning phase. And therein lies the challenge because many times in an internal audit, you're not real sure as to what it is that you're needing to audit because as you get into an internal audit, you'll then find that there are other risk areas and other opportunities that needs to be explored that weren't initially identified. And because they weren't initially identified, it's not a part of the 
pre-planning engagement audit. And so the problem with the traditional approach for internal auditing is that it follows, follows a structured waterfall approach in that you'll start with planning, field work, reporting, and then follow-up. But that's all predicated on understanding and identifying all the requirements up front. And if you were to start the field work and then discover that there are some additional risks that you're not for sure of or didn't anticipate, there's really no provisions for backtracking once the field work is started in terms of replanning the audit engagement. Whereas Agile addresses those shortcomings by using an adaptive approach that focuses primarily on value. The intent of the Agile audit is to deliver what the organizations consider to be a value, and that sometimes can be a moving target. And so, when you look at Agile, it's not really a prescriptive approach. It's a lightweight framework that focuses primarily on generating value through an adaptive solution, through the building up of people and empowering people to have the, the, the empowerment and the potential to identify what needs to be addressed in the audit. People are then, in turn, given full reign to figure out what value looks like, and they're able to then make the necessary adjustments in addressing what needs to be looked at in the internal audit. And so what makes Agile, in my opinion, so exciting is the fact that it focuses on the most vital resource for an organization, and that's just human resources. And so what Agile allows organizations to do is essentially develop their abilities through their collective intelligence, finding ways to attack the challenges that needs to be addressed in the audit engagement. Agile Scrum is not a prescriptive approach in the sense that it lays out, you must follow a certain set of steps. It gives the auditors full reign to de determine how best to complete the audit in a way that creates value and value being a subjective set of criteria because values is simply benefit realization. And the idea is when auditors understand what it is that they that they're to achieve, they're given the full reign to do so. Great. Thank you. Thank you for that. Sometimes in industry, shifting gears just a little bit, um, we talk about small audit shops and usually that conversation goes, it's something like this. Uh, it's a small audit shop and we are challenged with uh, being effective because we do have limited resources, both in people and also in budget. But in your article, you talked about a small team and that it was crucial for the agile framework. And I know you've talked a little bit about the composition where auditors are analogous to developers in agile, but can you talk a little bit about um, why it's crucial to have a small engaged team in agile? Well, when a team gets too large, it becomes hard to manage and you've got too many different moving parts. A team should be 10 or fewer individuals. And what's interesting about an agile framework that, that defines the sprint is that what is fixed, the budget and the schedule, but what's not fixed is the scope. But in the traditional waterfall approach, what's fixed is the requirements, but what's the, the variable is 
Well, given that we have some fixed requirements, we have to estimate what the schedule is going to be. We also have to estimate what the budget will be once we have a schedule in place. And so in a traditional waterfall approach that's used for most internal audits, during the planning phase, you identify the requirements, which establishes the scope of the audit project. Once you have the scope defined, that then can be used to determine this, the amount of time and the schedule that's needed. Once you have a timeline of activities, you can then determine the cost or estimate a budget. The challenge then becomes how do you keep that schedule and budget within the approved guidelines? How do you deliver the project on time and how do you deliver the project under budget or on budget? And that sometimes is a challenge, particularly when there's new discoveries, particularly when there are changes. Agile is just the opposite. In the traditional predictive approach, what's fixed are the requirements, but the variables is that the schedule is likely to change and the budget certainly will change as well. Agile is just the opposite in the sense that your schedule is fixed as well as your budget is fixed because a sprint has a defined timeline. A sprint is usually two weeks or four weeks which means that every two weeks or four weeks, you're getting some audit report. And that helps in keeping the stakeholders engaged. And that engagement helps in determining value. But now what's changing, what's a, the variable is, the change is what features are being addressed at the end of each sprint. And so seldom will you hear in an agile scrum environment, where the customer is disappointed with what they've received. But it's quite common in a predictive traditional waterfall environment that the customer is disappointed because they're saying, well, this isn't really what I expected. The project was over budget. The project was behind schedule. You don't hear that typically in an agile world because the schedule is always either two weeks or four weeks because each event each sprint event is time box. And the significance of time boxing is that by designating the limits that your activities can go up to but cannot exceed in terms of time, it helps to keep the team focused. When you know that you're working with limited time, you don't tend to waste time on things that are not important or, or on things that are insignificant. You focus on what's most relevant. You focus on what's most important. And by producing some product increment or feature during the audit that can actually be reviewed because it has to be something that is tangible, that can be observed, that actually works, that then solicits feedback. Agile uses an empirical process control theory. And by that, that means at the end of each sprint, at the end of each two weeks, there has to be something that is fully functional, that completely works. And it's necessary to do that so that the recipients, the stakeholders have something that's tangible, that can be observed, that can be witnessed. And once they have a tangible report in hand that literally lays out in clearly understandable language, 
what the risks are, what the problems are, what the challenges are. Those stakeholders are then able to make good decisions because they have some empirical evidence in front of them to make decisions from. And so given that that empirical product feature is produced, what that essentially does for that small team is allow them to create value incrementally in a way that suggests that when they're done, the customer knows exactly what it is that they're getting, as opposed to the traditional waterfall approach. You establish the requirements up front and you don't see the finished product until the audit engagement is done. And so you're crossing your fingers, hoping that what you get in terms of the audit report is consistent with what you were expecting. But most times that's not the case. And when that happens, then the customer is feeling as if, well, what did I really get for this audit engagement? What am I getting for the money that I've spent? Whereas in Agile, we're saying we're going to give you the results, one deliverable, one report at a time. And when we provide you with that report, that deliverable, we're soliciting feedback, engaging you in a way that will help us to determine through the voice of the customer, what does value look like for you? And based on that feedback, we then roll that feedback into the subsequent spread so that we're continuously improving each increment along the way. And we know that every two weeks, every four weeks, and this is up to the team to decide if they're gonna use a two or four week sprint time box, they'll, they'll decide every two weeks or every four weeks, we're giving you something. And when we provide you with an audit report, we would love to have your feedback. And based on that feedback, we'll then make the necessary adjustments moving into the next sprint. And so in theory, the quality of each sprint is getting better and better and better with each subsequent sprint iteration. That's very that's very helpful. And thank you. I think you've given us a great description of how Agile works for auditors. I do want to ask you, though, for our listeners who may not have already embarked on an Agile journey, um, what sort of considerations do they need to have as they, uh, as they start to embrace or to adopt Agile? Well, you would want someone that is a certified Scrum Master. And there are essentially two paths, paths for getting your Scrum Master certification. is the CSM, which is the Certified Scrum Master Certification, or the PSM, the Professional Scrum Master Certification. Both are comparable certifications. Now, these aren't difficult certifications to get. For the PSM, which is the Professional Scrum Master, that certification can be earned without even any formal structured training. You can download the Scrum Guide, and it's only like 16 pages. You can read through the Scrum Guide and literally set for the exam. And the exam is an unproctored online exam for $150. And what you're learning as a Scrum Master is essentially the Agile Scrum framework. Because as a Scrum Master, there has to be someone that understands how to implement the framework within some business environment. This framework is quite different from what most organizations are accustomed to. 
Most organizations are familiar with the traditional waterfall approach in the sense that one phase leads to the next and the next and the next until you're done. Agile is different. Agile uses a series of what's known as iterations. Each iteration is a sprint. At the end of each iteration, you're producing some product increment or some audit report. That report then solicits feedback. Based on that feedback, you start the iteration or the next sprint and you complete the process until you produce another product increment or another audit report. And you continue to do this until the customers receive what they consider to be value from the auditing process. The scrum master is the person that understands that framework. The scrum master is what is known as a servant leader. As a servant leader, you lead through your service. You make sure that all the resources are in place to the best of your abilities so that the product owner can do his or her job. You make sure that the developers or the auditors have everything in place in order to do their job. If the product owner is thinking, well, or the auditor is thinking, I'm not sure what a product backlog is or how to engage the stakeholders or how do I prioritize the requirements. It's the scrum master's responsibility to educate, to train, and to help the product owner or the auditor in creating the product backlog. If the developers on the audit team or the audit team members are unsure, well, how do we go about producing one single increment? Again, it's the scrum master that helps the developers in understanding or the auditors in understanding, well, this is how you can potentially perform your roles and responsibilities. And so if you're wanting to implement the Agile Scrum approach into an auditing process, I would recommend that you take an Agile Scrum training course because you can read the book, but it's going to seem a little odd because it's describing a framework. Frameworks is much like reading a dictionary. There's just lots of definitions, but what's left out when you read a framework is the context for how those definitions apply. And that's where formal training comes in because it provides the context that shows you the flow of what a sprint should look like and how a sprint can potentially work. And so it would be well worth your time to take a course in Agile Scrum and then set for the Agile Scrum certification exam. And the exam is only like $150. And the training course and the actual studying or preparing for the exam the entire process shouldn't take any more than two or three days. It's fairly straightforward once you can understand the concepts. And once those concepts are understood, what I'm describing in terms of taking a different approach, a value-driven approach toward internal audits that shores up an organization's most critical resource, and that's the resource the human resources, which is the most critical resources. Individuals that have worked in an agile environment have said they'll never want to go back to a traditional approach 
ever again if they had their druthers. And the reason for that is because this particular approach facilitates bringing out the best in people because we all have some unique gifts or talents. Agile Scrum allows those talents, those gifts to be brought to the forefront. It helps in honing and developing each individual talent toward the collective goal of meeting the objectives of the internal audit process. And so I think that the real strength of this approach is the fact that it builds upon humans and the abilities that humans are bringing to the process. Because if you're gonna to put together a team of skilled, capable individuals, the results are usually impressive. And Agile supports that. And as a Scrum master, you work as a servant leader, leading through your service, taking care of those that are in your control. Well, not control, but taking care of those that you're coming in contact with, making them better and bringing out the best in them. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that response. And I, I appreciate your responses to the, the positive comments about uh, leadership and teamwork um, and just being positive in the work environment. So thank you for that as well. Um, Thomas, it's been a pleasure. Um, I think we've had a great discussion today. Unfortunately, this is all the time that we have. and We do need to wrap up. But I think you've given us a lot of information and a lot of insight into how we could apply Agile to auditing. For our listeners, please take a look at Professor Thomas Bell's article, Internal Audits That Create Stakeholder Value, Adopting an Agile Mindset. Um, there's a link in the description box below so you can have access to the article. I'm Robin Lyons, and thank you for joining the ISACA podcast today.